Welcome to Pixels and Ink 196. Uh, we're we're, up there. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Almost 200. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're going to have a party for 200? I assume so. Where everyone that listens is invited to a secret location. Wow. So we'll have like to listen? people there. This is be <laughs> <great>. <laughs> I can't wait. Okay. Uh, so everyone is kind of out of the office today due to an ice storm that happened to hit yeah, Toronto. It's horrible today. Horrible. It's, it's not great. Yeah. So high impact boots yeah. on. Mm-hmm. Brendan skated into the office today. It was pretty fantastic, That's actually. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we are joined by special guest Lisa Muir. Yay! And as always, film Phil. Yay! Yay! <laughs> hey, does this mean all your students will be listening? Uh, they're probably home. So yeah, probably. Excellent. <laughs> I'm hoping I'm that was their, that'll be their assignment on I'm Monday. Say all sorts of horrible yeah. things to ruin their childhood. That's amazing. I can't wait. Thanks. No I can't problem. wait to get fired on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Okay, so uh, why don't we start with some film news, then go into gaming news, and then play, sure. uh, playing and uh, watching. And watching? Yeah. Okay, sounds like a plan. We have a good All plan right, uh, movie news. Uh, first up, um, I don't know, this was kind of interesting. Um, I had an interview with uh, Matthew Vaughn this week, director of Kingsman and Kick-Ass, mm-hmm. and cool. he said that um, John Boyega... Um, Force Awakens uh, was very, very was like the second choice neck and neck to play the hero in Kingsman, and just narrowly missed out. And um, which I thought is really interesting because, like, um, you know, Kingsman's such a like yeah. par- parody sort of deconstruction of Bond to have a, a black character in there trying to, you know, become the new Bond. I think would have made for which would have been an interesting flavor in the way that it's sort of all the class warfare commentary mm-hmm. and the way they sort of deconstruct the Bond. Makes yeah. it it would have been interesting. But um, Matthew Vaughn says he was very guilty at the time when I had to tell him, then uh, did not feel bad when a few weeks later he got cast in Star Wars and figured that was probably, <laughs> he was probably thrilled. <laughs> and, um, and then, uh, and another like sort of weird coincidence with that, uh, Taron Egerton, who did end up getting the job, um, is like one of the finalists to play Han Solo. So oh, nice. Matthew Vaughn apparently was responsible for casting Star Wars. There you go. Didn't realize it. Fair so enough. Oh, that was kind of fun. Um... And you, do you do that interview? You found that information out? Or is it somewhere no, else? No, I didn't do it. Okay. I was just found that on the internet. Uh, I, yeah. would, I would totally believe you did this. <laughs> it's possible. Yeah, no, trust me. I would take credit for it if I could, but I did. I could not. Um, next up, uh, yeah, just because I didn't talk about this last week, so I wasn't sure if you guys did. Uh, there's Indiana Jones 5. That's happening now. I think mm-hmm. we mentioned it. Yeah, I don't yeah. think we did much beyond that. Yeah, which I don't know how I feel about that. I do like that they're going out of their way now, like, it's like three years before the movie even comes out to assure everyone that George Lucas is barely involved. They want to make sure everyone knows. But uh, very little involvement. But uh, my biggest concern is Harrison Ford is not a young man. Oh yeah, he's an old dude. Yeah. But um, my my only like counterpoint to that was um, he seemed actually like energized and to care in Force Awakens <laughs> more than I'd seen him in like a decade. But even then, so it was kind of still, I don't really care all that much. I just care li- more than I do when I leave my house. Oh, totally. <laughs> but that was just such a nice change of pace. Oh, yeah. In particular, compared to the last Indiana Jones movie that, you know, we'll see what they do to, like, yeah. get him through his action scenes. But um, <laughs> the fact that he, he, he actually seems, like, energetic and interested yeah. in doing this stuff again, I think. He still flies planes, I mean, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, totally. It crashes them, too. Yeah. Um, but uh, so he could, yeah, that could be, I, I'd be interested to see what he does. Um, you know, Spielberg, I still adore. I loved, uh, did you guys see Bridge of Spies? No, I've been meaning no, to. It's I hear really it's good. good. Yeah. yeah, no, it's really good. I've always really enjoyed him. Uh, controversial opinion i like steven spielberg but oh um, you are yeah, crazy <laughs> yeah but um i'd be fine it's it's being uh he does action movies so regularly now that oh, okay. and then few people are as good at him yeah at doing an action scene uh that i'd be excited to see that hopefully shia LaBeouf isn't involved i imagine he won't be i don't um, think he is so that'll be nice uh the only worrying element um is that they've hired david Culp to write the script who wrote uh, Crystal Skull? That was no. a bad. That was I'd a bad script. But, but I don't blame that on him. That was all, all, the, all the really horrible stuff was Lucas mandated. Not really? Him. And this time Lucas is just sort of like consulting. He's not insisting there be aliens and crystal skulls and so forth. Well, they can't do it twice. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe if they hired Dan Aykroyd to consult, there'll be crystal skulls again. <laughs> Everywhere. <laughs> yeah, but I don't. Everyone's <laughs> drinking crystal skull vodka at yeah, all exactly. times. But I think I think we'll be in luck and that won't happen. So no. anyway, that's like a wait and see thing. Mm-hmm. And part of me wonders as well if they did it simply because um, there were all those rumors about Chris Pratt maybe doing it. And they're like, nope. Yeah, they got anxious and they're like, you know what? If they're going to do another one, we got to do it. Yeah. So. 
anyway, yeah, I'm cautiously optimistic about that. We'll see if it's, uh, you know, Indy and a rascal or what have you. I want that. <laughs> That'd be good to see him outrun the boulder and the rascal. That'd be good times. Um, but we'll see what happens there. All right. Uh, next up, uh, Shane Black. Mm, yeah, I know him well. Yeah, he's got a new movie coming up this summer called Nice Guys. Actually, that's pretty fun. Okay. With uh, Russell Crowe, sort of buddy cop movie with Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling. Uh, set in the Why 70s. not? So I think it'll be fun. It's just sort of after Iron Man 3, you're allowed to do whatever you want, Shane Black movie. That's so fair. I think he'll have some fun with it. But uh, his next one after that is the Predator reboot. Um, Again, which sure. He was, which he was, which is, is a it, fun is one. Is it a reboot or is it? A sequel? Uh, unclear. I mean, it wasn't it's Predator. There's no continuity. Well, you can just do another one. Because <laughs> it I doesn't think, matter. Because I think <laughs> they were talking to Schwarzenegger at one point to be oh, in Oh, that's it. right. He might be in it. And actually in this uh, interview that I was looking at, he's did say if they're talking to Schwarzenegger. So, so if they're talking to it has to be yeah. somewhat kind of, or they're just like, you look similar to that other yeah, person. Yeah, yeah, it'll be the first time. Well, it's, it's a fun choice of Shane Black as well because he was actually in Predator. Was he? Yeah, he's the non-muscle fan guy. Okay, wow. Yeah, and he was in it specifically so they, he could be there on the set writing one-liners for people <laughs> as well. That was his like secondary thing, yeah. Um, so he's uh, actually connected to it and it's fun. And anyway, uh, the reason I bring it all up is he said the reason he agreed to do it is that... Um, Fox promised him that they'd give him the same resources he had in Iron Man 3. So it is going to be a gigantic Predator movie, and that I am all for. Does Fox have that? Fox uh, released Deadpool, my friend. Oh, right. They just, they're making, they've just made $800 million and counting, so they're doing well. And they're in the business of R-rated blockbusters. So this right. will be a gigantic R-rated Predator. Is it going to be funny? Written and directed by Shane Black. One can only assume uh. that man loves a one-liner. So yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to this. Um, we'll see. Lisa, do you like Predator? You know what? Yeah. I've never seen any of your Predators. I've never seen any of your Predators. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. No, No. I don't feel bad. I feel jealous that you get to experience the joy of Predator for the first time. And the crushing disappointment (laughs) of Predator (laughs) 2. For the first time. And the film that See, brought I, I you. let everybody else kind of go through that field for me, so now yeah. I know what not to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll just watch in order the ones that are Do you worth like watching. Big dumb macho action movies. Absolutely. Oh, then you're gonna love this so much. And hate the second one. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brendan, you gotta fix this. Show yeah. Predator already. Yeah. There's no way you don't own it. There's I no own, way. I own both. I thought so. you have two as well. <laughs> I haven't watched two since like I, on TBS when I was a kid. I'm too scared. To be fair. Uh, Two is better than the TBS cut because the TBS cut cut all the hey, nonsense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. at that point, it's just like, well, this is kind of just yeah, random. And it's also yeah. very jumpy because the gore happens in major plot points. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. So you're like, why is he suddenly on the different part of the oh, room? Oh, I know. Whatever. That's, that's the only version I've ever seen, too. So I'd probably be impressed if I saw it in widescreen with violence. And also, it's one of those ones where it was like set in futuristic yeah. 1997. Yeah. And that's always fun <laughs> to see now. <laughs> also, <laughs> which from what I recall was just the exact same as contemporary 1990, except they had fancy guns. That's about it. Yeah. Also, <laughs> you have to remember one major plot point. <clears throat> this is the film that brought us Predator, Alien versus Predator. That's right. There was the Alien Skull, yeah. and the Predator. For dad. no reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that made at me very sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just oh, really? Why did it make you sad? Because those movies ex- are were worse than. Predator, Alien vs. Predator Requiem is... Oh, but Alien vs. Predator Requiem is one of the worst things I've ever seen. There's a bit where the alien and Predator fight in a supermarket, and it's ridiculous. But I do... Don't they just randomly kill babies and kids in that movie? Sometimes. Yeah. I do kind of like the first Alien vs. Predator, and an extremely guilty pleasure. With the weird buddy co- comedy at the end? Yeah. yeah. Well, and specifically, um, the like unrated cut actually yeah. has some violence. And oh, does it actually have violence? Plus. Yeah. The PG-13 one? <laughs> no. Not so much. No. But, uh, yeah, no, I have kind of uh, Yeah, I have kind of a guilty pleasure... Uh, appreciation for that director paul ws anderson he did the first mortal Kombat as well mm-hmm. and all the resident evils he like his it's movies weird. are trash but they're fun and he yeah. at least doesn't pretend no he does he's not making art which we'll get to that later on when we talk about batman versus superman oh, yeah. but i do admire his like commitment to making garbage um ri- but really fun garbage yeah and his commitment to keeping um Oh, God, I'm forgetting the name of his wife now. This is so embarrassing. You know, Millie Jonovich. Millie Jonovich, yeah. yeah. She's fantastic. In everything been, he does. Yeah, and, his, and, and, and there's never been a movie that I've been watching, and I've been like, oh, Millie Jonovich <laughs> is in it. This has never happened <laughs> once. So the fact that she, he's keeping her yeah. uh, up front and center, I am all for. All right, uh, next up. Oh, this is a fun one. Um, 
So uh, the animation studio that made Anomalisa, yeah, yeah. another one, yeah. uh, stop motion uh, company, uh, they just announced their most recent project, uh, Dan Harmon from Community and sure. uh, Rick and Morty's producing yeah. it, and it is a biopic of Michael Jackson from the perspective of Bubbles, his pet monkey. Sounds okay, that sounds amazing. Like I, I'm all over that oh, right now. It's so exciting. And they oh, make God. their really sad, dark, funny stuff, yeah. which is what the yeah. story has to be. Oh, yeah. Because I've heard some funny stories about, well, funny, I mean, <laughs> tragically funny stories about Bubbles where, like, at a certain point, because, like, it was a ch- he was a chimp, and yeah. when chimps reach a certain le- level of maturity, they get violent, yeah. and yeah. they can no longer be dressed in suits and so yeah. forth. Yeah. <laughs> so apparently, like, when Bubbles reached that age, he, like, atta- attacked Michael yeah. Jackson at one point. And then Michael Jackson just shoved him into a cage in Neverland. And he just <laughs> had to watch all the kids come by. And apparently, like, Bubbles, uh, as you'd expect, got, like, very depressed and angry and so forth. And one thing he would do, because he was, like, a very intelligent uh, primate, um, he would actually, like, when the children were in Neverland Land, yeah. he would, like, invite them over to the cage and then throw poop at them. <laughs> 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 Which, good Lord, I hope that makes it into the movie. But anyway, oh, yeah, God. I can't wait for that. It's stop motion, so it'll be like three years before we see. Yeah, it, it's gonna be a while. That's immediately. What studio is this? Skyrocketed to the top of my list. Um, geez, you know, I didn't write it down, which is a shame because oh, I really yeah. love their work. But they did Anomalisa, and they did Moral Oral. I don't know if you ever seen. Oh, that, yeah, that yeah, weird yeah. show. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. The fake like Davy and Goliath yeah. thing, and another thing. Yeah, they're like a stop motion studio that sort of started with Adult Swim and now is branched out, started oh, making well. features. Awesome. Hmm. So yeah, no, I can't wait for that. Uh, next up, uh, Amazon has cast their new tick. Sure. Um, which I'm, I love the tick. I yeah. can't wait. Um, and it's uh, Peter Serafanowitz. Do you know who that is? Not a clue. British actor, really tall guy. He's in Edgar Wright, most of Edgar Wright's movies, and he voiced Darth Maul. Okay. All right. Um, he's good. Uh, he did a couple really hilarious British uh, comedy shows that he sort of wrote and starred in. Um, particularly, there's one called, oh God, I'm blanking on the name now. I think it's like, it's it's anyway it's a I'm blanking on the name but it's like a parody of 80s educational films okay so it's like a really like embarrassing and factually incorrect like high school lesson program for like bad science and stuff <laughs> so funny like he has a very good deadpan sensibility a very deep bass voice as you'd imagine for yeah. voicing Darth Maul mm-hmm. and so as far as I'm concerned that's your tick right there I can't wait yeah. can't that's wait. better yeah you should get get see if you can get find a picture of him uh, well I should actually yeah because you are recording with your laptop um, because you guys will recognize him immediately. I'm sure you've seen him. He's one of those guys that is in stuff all the time. I believe you. But I'll get a picture of him just so you guys recognize him. This makes I'm great doing radio. This, I'll make up. I'll say my next story, um, which is that uh, um, Margot Robbie, who uh, you know Harley Quinn. And yeah, 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 yeah. She uh, she is going to play Tanya Harding in the movie. Oh my god! Which I can't wait. So what is it like a biopic? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it'll that's be incredible. like a story of the whole Tanya Harding thing. Which that's amazing. Did you ever see the? So who's who's playing the um, Nancy Kerrigan? Then? Oh, they haven't cast yet. They don't have like a director or anything. It's just it's she's, just she's, she's, like, she's, she has to be. She wants to do it. And she's <laughs> I love doing it. it. I love so, it. So uh, yeah, no, it's so funny. There's um, I don't know if you are watching any of the like ESPN Thirty for Thirty documentaries. No, there's no. really good uh, documentaries about sports stories, and they get actually like really talented documentary filmmakers to make them. Okay. Because it's ESPN, they actually yeah. get paid, which they don't normally. Get paid for mm. making their movies, um, but anyway, they did one about the Tanya Harding, Nancy Kerrigan story, where they talked to everyone because who cares yeah. now? It's twenty <laughs> years later, right? And God, it's one of the most saddest and funniest things I've ever seen. So if they manage to capture that, that movie's going to be fantastic. Oh, that's amazing! All right, hot on the heels of Brendan coming back. Here's here's Peter Serafanowitz. Oh, tick. that guy. You recognize? Oh, him? that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, He's going to be the tick, which I am a okay with. That guy. Yeah, I'm okay yeah, with that. that. I'm I, I was so disappointed with the last, like I I. Oh, you didn't the, like the live action one with Patrick? I Robert? did for a while. Yeah. But it got boring really fast. Yeah, it did, and it yeah. kind of ended early. Too. It, it ended way too yeah. early. It just came out. It came too quickly after the 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 animation the the animated series kind of stopped. Totally. Yeah. And then it was just sort of like I was so hung up on the animated series, and then the yeah the live action just didn't live up. Although I loved the characters. I thought it was great. Yeah, they yeah. just didn't go far enough with it, I think. Yeah, well, it was a weird concept that I liked, but it was like a weird experiment where they were basically doing Seinfeld, but with superheroes. Yep. Yeah. And I, I thought I, it was like it, funny, it, but it was like not what you... And I think it also like... It was, it was easily played out. That was the problem. Yeah, that for sure. And I think it also like... It, it was a little bit too early. Like, I yeah. think the, t- like, the tick is like all inside jokes for people that love superheroes. And now we're in a world where like everyone knows enough about superheroes that you get all the jokes. At yeah. the time, it was still a little bit too cultish. Yeah. You know, it's... Seemed like an easy sell. So, anyway, that should be good. All right. Uh, yeah, the, then, yeah, the... 
Oof, that was a lot of hums and haws. Um, <laughs> I read, read an interview with Sam Mendes where he confirmed he's not going to do another Bond movie, but then in terms of whether they reboot or Daniel Craig does, apparently it's all up to Daniel Craig at this point. Like he, he doesn't seem to want to. Yeah, like he has an option. He's not he's not obligated anymore, but he certainly like has the option yeah. to come back, and it's all up to him. Mm-hmm. So they're just sort of waiting. He basically just said, "Look, I want to go off and do some non James Bond stuff." That's fair. I can't believe I'll him. let you know if I want to do Bond again. So that's a wait and see thing, and oh, there's going to be a Lobo movie. Warner Brothers is working on that. Oh, is it going to be dark and brooding? Uh, one would assume, <laughs> and, and it'll be R-rated. That's oh, okay. the main reason they're lo- jumping on it. Which I don't know. I mean, like, <laughs> I don't. I mean, admittedly, I never got deep into Lobo. Um, Sam Keith did a really good Lobo run. Did he? Yeah, I, I, I'll bring an interview. Yeah, I'll take a look at yeah. it. I just don't know that much about the character. He just always struck me he's as being a, one he's of those a space like mercenary. cool '90s comic character. Kind of is. Just like had a lot of attitude, <laughs> like Raphael, and like some tattoos and stuff. Yeah, kind of. Um, so I just don't know how to think. It, what it is is it's clearly uh, Warner Brothers being like, okay, well, what do we have that's even remotely close to Deadpool? <laughs> what can we? What's the closest thing we can get? Lobo. Okay, Lobo, 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 Lobo. <laughs> they, do Lobo? Dead, don't they have? Oh, yeah, that's already in uh, Suicide Squad, isn't he? Who? The guy, that, the guy that they mimic Deadshot? Yeah. yeah. Which is Deadpool. Oh, totally, yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, it's just they obviously want an R-rated superhero movie that's yeah. kind of funny, and Lobo's the closest one, which is ridiculous, because like, if R-rated superheroes are po- or R-rated comic book movies are popular, they have Vertigo. Like, They have all the yes. best yeah. R-rated superhero things. They're just not silly like Deadpool. Yeah. But that's enough for them to not even consider it. Like, if they were, like, what they need to do is give Guillermo del Toro $150 yeah. million. Make, uh, make Swamp Thing. Yeah. And, and blow people's minds. Yeah. 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 Go to town. Yeah. 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 Uh. <laughs> but uh, anyway, they, we're all on They here. see a formula. They want to jump on this formula. And I know. that's that. It's so frustrating because, like, they, like it should have been, instead, like, when Deadpool hit and all of a sudden it's like, whoa, an R-rated comic book movie is commercial. It should have been, this is amazing. We have all these that we can now break into yeah. the world that we couldn't touch before. Instead, mm-hmm. it's, okay, what's the closest, closest thing? thing? Yeah. And the closest thing we can do. And, oh, I hate people. Anyway. We all do, Phil. Um, we all do. <laughs> and then finally, um, uh, Simon Pegg has been cast in Steven Spielberg's uh, Ready uh, Player One movie. I, You know something? Okay. Yeah. I've read Ready, Ready Player One. Yep. It's kind of a lot of references. Yeah, it's kind of the impression I got. So... I just don't care. Yeah. Like it's kind of just Steven B- Spielberg going back to his original '80s catalog, and like we're making movies about this stuff now. I know it's weird, isn't it? He's getting self-referential with it. I mean, it's basically about the '80s. Yeah, and he made most of the 80s. most of the stuff that they're referencing in it. Yeah, so it's, it's kind of I don't know. Sure, it's bizarre. But can't he at this point in his career? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of yeah. meta. It's kind of meta. And he did do Roger Rabbit, which was did kind he? of... The, Didn't he produce well, it? Well, he produced it, yeah. 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 But it was his baby. And yeah. the only reason that they were able to combine all the Warner Brothers and Disney characters beyond the fact that they weren't terribly popular yeah. at that moment in time was because it was him going yeah. around the companies being like, hi, I'm Spielberg, Steven Spielberg. Make this happen. I make the most money ever. Would you <laughs> like some money? Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, he... And that's one of the first real, like, heavy pop culture yeah. nostalgia melage movies. So... Mm-hmm. I think it'd be kind of, but he never did it himself. So yeah. I don't know. Uh, it's it's probably curious. fine. I haven't read it. It sounds like Willy Wonka, but with computers. It's kind of dumb. I don't know. It's yeah. it's weird. It's yeah. kind of like trivia mixed with going retro. It, it's weird. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to spoil anything, but uh, it's fine. I should just read it. I mean, this movie's taking forever. It's not very made, hard. So. <laughs> it's, it's not a hard read. Yeah, no, I'm sure it's fun. I just, you know. It's a book without pictures. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah, that's fair. But I'll get them when I will. <laughs> <laughs> Readings for seconds. Really, yeah. you could honestly. I mean, read a book. No, I do read a lot. <laughs> read I a book. I won't pretend I won't. I'm going to throw it out. Mostly erotic. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you can honestly finish it in like three days. Or okay. the audiobook's like 12 hours. There you go, audiobook. There you no, go. I don't Audible. Why not? Audible.com, Phil. Did you know Audible.com? Are you getting a sponsorship or something? (laughs) No, I just want to make it seem like. No, we're the one podcast. Because it doesn't get sponsored. Get on that. We're the one (laughs) podcast not sponsored by Audible or Game Day or or Lisa.com to get all your mattress needs or (laughs) Casper.com. Wait, what's the underwear one? Me Undies. Me Undies. We're not sponsored by Me Undies. Uh, or oh, don't forget Squarespace. <laughs> yeah, oh, build course. it Never beautiful. Okay, I think I'm done. That's because you yeah. made your choice yeah, yeah. with your your web provider. So yeah, yeah. 
All right, I'm at. That's it. Okay, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna do rapid fire, and you say which stories you want me to dig deeper into. Okay. <clears throat> more NX controllers leak. Eh. Yeah, mm. about that. By the way, more the pictures of the NX controller apparently leaked. It has a giant screen and two joysticks, and it looks kind of dumb. It looks yeah. kind of like a bad cell phone with stick-on things on it. Yeah, it's kind of what I pictured it would be, but I actually don't consider that a bad thing. I'm going to be fun. If it like uh, actually is what they're promising, that it's as powerful as a contemporary yeah. system, and you can hook it well, up here's to what I'm hear- I'm hearing. I think that's a I'm hearing a lot idea. of mixed things where it might be as powerful as a really good cell phone, and yeah. then you plug it in and it does other stuff. Or yeah. There's so many mixed messages in this thing. I know, thing. it's hard to say. We won't <coughs> know until, I'm assuming, E3 this year. Yeah. But I have to admit, like if they've actually made something that's as potent as a console that yeah. you can still put in your pocket and like do all your internet yeah. shit on, sorry... We're now for adults only. Um, the uh, <laughs> 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 made it so far. And it's been weeks since I, sp- since I screwed good. up. Good. It's now normally Jordan yeah. that does it. Um, every single day. Every, every single day. time. <coughs> um, but, um, yeah, like if it actually is what I imagine, I think that's actually like a brilliant it idea. It could. But my thing is it's going to be like the Wii U gamepad where each new controller gets so ridiculously expensive where you can – like the Nintendo console has always been great for doing this – Multiple people are on one console. Yeah. As soon as you make it so they have, they're basically cell phones, each single controller, that no longer becomes economically viable to play. Oh, in f- oh no. I'm sure that there'll be, like, you get controllers that plug into it. Okay. I'm sure. That only makes sense, for sure. Like, I'm certainly, I'd imagine if, like, more than one person has uh, more than one system, then there are, like, certain things okay. that can only been done that way. But I, yeah, no, the way I picture it is it's basically just the console. Or, like, at this point as well, I mean, you could just, they probably sell other controllers that are Bluetooth, right? That just, like, work. So uh, yeah, no, I'm very uh, curious and kind of excited about the the and it sounds it, it's what Nintendo does well, where it's like it's not we're the most powerful or we're the most exactly what yeah. you ex- expecting. It's here's an interesting new idea. Nah, I think Nintendo needs it. to do that. Yeah, that's what they're best at. It, and that's why we're here. Okay, and speaking <laughs> of Nintendo <laughs> yeah. and the Wii U, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. there's yeah. Some, some weird conflicting reports from two different sources. Um, first, the report came from the Nikkei mm. that. Nintendo was ceasing production of the Wii U this fall, mm-hmm. and then that another different newspaper said, "Nope, we're not. The Nintendo's not doing that." Yeah. So they're doing one of those things. It wouldn't surprise me. I feel like. I think there's enough in the channel that they could just leave it and they would not sell out. Yeah. There's a lot of Wii U's in the channel. Yeah, I just it. You know, I can understand them just wanting to get that one out faster. Yeah. Like it did okay. It didn't do great. They seem like they have a great new idea. Yeah. Just kill it. Yeah. Yeah. It did what it's supposed to do. Yeah. Um, also, P- PlayStation VR apparently sold out pre-orders in 10 minutes on Holy Amazon. Holy crow. So people really... Uh, apparently, Sony was surprised at how many sold. I am, too, particularly considering this new technology they've announced where just everyone's cell phone can be a VR headset with yeah. a few minor modifications. I'm yeah. surprised everyone wants to go for these PS. Well, the, the PlayStation one I can understand because you already own a PlayStation. You already own a PlayStation yeah. camera. Most people don't move controllers they don't want. Are they going to be more... Is it going to be more powerful than these cell phone ones, though? I guess, Yeah, right? it, it's more powerful. Yeah. It can do more things. Yeah. The cell phone one is really limited to what you can do. Mm-hmm. The PlayStation it's VR... mostly for porn. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, the PlayStation VR is actually a really powerful system. It allows you to yeah. do some really... I don't think there's very many full-fledged games on it yet. There's a lot of experiences. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I'm really excited to uh, try VR and see what it's like. It's I'll worth trying. i probably go with the PS1, mostly because this whole cell phone thing, um, I don't know. I mean, like, it really uh, it really triggers the paranoid uh, conspiracy theorist part of my brains. Where, part of my brains. My brain. You multiple brains. Yeah. Um, where, like, I already, you know, after all the NSA stuff, yeah. I already felt that, like, smartphones, there was some sort of conspiracy involved so that we could all, like, voluntarily sign up for tracking devices and to now turn them into literally hypnotic headsets for subliminal li- information okay. just seems terrifying to me, yeah. and I don't know if I want to jump into that. So I'll go with the PlayStation-sanctioned mind control device. Thank That's you fair. very much. <laughs> okay. Um, speaking on so- the Sony front, <coughs> did you play Drive Club at all? Mm. Did you want to play Drive Club? What's Drive Club? Uh, Drive Club was that weird racing game from Sony that they said was going to be better than Gran Turismo when it right. was. Right. Oh, yeah. See, I'm not really into like okay. super realistic driving. Well, either way, to admit. Yeah. that studio's shutting down. Oh. Sony so is shutting down that studio. Oh. Well, yeah. the option's gone for you now. Yeah. Eh, well, I mean, I was never going to play it. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Speaking, of, sh- speaking, no, no. Of, 
It's gone. Okay, I'm sorry. Speaking of shutdowns, did you like Scribblenauts? I did, and I heard this, and I was sad to hear that. Yeah, so um, there's a lot of mixed rumors about this when it first yeah. hit, <coughs> and I was one of the ones like trying to track the story as it was going down. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I reached out to Fifth Cell, and they got back to me, mm-hmm. and I'm going to read the... Um, so <coughs> sorry, I'm coughing because I'm in the water. Uh, so originally, it came out that from Tim Borelli uh, that uh, he tweeted out, R.I.P. Fifth Cell, if anyone is looking for kick-ass artists, programmers, designers, QA, and IT, more and more, let me know, with a picture of Roosterhead Dude in, I think, whiskey in a jar. Okay. I don't know. What do you think that is? Whiskey in a jar? Uh, I didn't say, like, a soda. Okay. Yeah. He's in something. Um, so then everyone's like, oh, I guess... Um, Fifth Cell shutting down. Yeah. So I reached out, and the CEO got back to me, and basically I'll read over his thing yeah. just because it's probably the best thing to do. Yeah. Unfortunately, due to a project can't uh, due to a project cancellation, we have to have had to let go forty five percent. Sorry, forty five of our very talented staff members today. Oh Layoffs aren't something we take lightly, and we'd like to thank all of our employees for all their hard work and dedication over the years. Fifth Cell as a company is not closing down, but our forces. Our focus right now is n- uh, is 100% on helping our staff make transition to external opportunities. Mm. That's <coughs> ah. so How many like is this downsizing now? Downsizing basically. It's downsizing yeah. to basically like 5 10 people. It's oh a, it, they well, they just their scribble lots for mobile got canceled. Yeah. And a new scribble lot for mobile and their game that went to Fig did made 107,000 out of the 500,000 they were looking for. It's too so cuz I always enjoyed scribble nuts. I thought it was a really creative concept and worked so much better. It than was. It was really interesting. Cuz I really thought okay, when I when I, I really thought when I first sat down to play it, it was like, "All right, I'm going to break this thing. Yeah. I'm going to come up with everything they nope, thought of." They thought no, of it. There was nothing. Yeah, no. They have Cthulhu. The neck it was crazy. The Necronomicon and oh, everything yeah. and balancing it so you can like, have God fight Cthulhu and God won. Oh, I know. It was so fun. Unless you mix the Necronomicon in there, then it got weird. Yeah, then who knows, right? Oh, yeah. I thought they did such a great job with that. It's a shame it they didn't really, really did. catch on. That's just that there's just so many of these studios closing down. Yeah. Well, it's just really such a like big gamble with these no. giant games, right? Like it's you know like just to like compare it to movie studios, like you know it's a similar expense yeah. to like a Batman versus Superman, but at least Warner Brothers has like 15 other movies they're doing that year. With yeah. these studios, that's it. That's it's it. just the one, yeah. and yeah. if that fails, everything fails. And all the money's not from investors; the money's from themselves. Yep. Whereas movies, the money's from who knows where. Well, I mean, like, libraries and profits and everything, yes. I would assume. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's a just, shame. Yep, yeah. it it's is. a shame. It's a cutthroat industry. It is. Yeah. Uh, we might want to mention that there is a new iPhone announced. Did you oh, like, yay. do you like big iPhones? Too bad. Oh, yeah. Too bad. I f- Apple decided to make a small cell phone again. Like, smaller than the usual iPhone? Yeah, it's now... Uh, the size of the iPhone 5 or 4 size. Oh, sweet. Yeah. yeah. They really do a good job getting me excited about the new iPhone products with all the new features. <laughs> <laughs> the same as the old one, but smaller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woo. Yeah, yeah. it sounds great. Yeah. Uh, one second. Uh, it better be equipped for porn headsets. That's all I'm saying. Those are the major news stories from the week. Yep. Anything Anything I might have missed from the gaming side of things? I don't think so. I think you covered it oh. pretty well. Oh, oh also... They're localizing Final Fantasy 15 into Portuguese. Yay. All right. Yay. Uh, for all, I, I'm sure we have lots of Portuguese listeners. Well, there's a lot. Yeah. There's a huge, there's a huge. Um, yeah, people Final in Brazil. Fan- yeah. In Brazil, it's yeah. like South America in general has got yeah. a huge following of Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy specifically. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I had no idea. I so this actually is important to people just. People in this office don't speak Portuguese, so it's yeah, and I'm sure there aren't, aren't like a lot of listeners who with Portuguese first language. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna jump out there and guess that. Well, it's just really good that they're actually paying attention it's, to their it's fan awesome. base. Yeah, 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 totally. Localizing it, so. it's awesome. Totally, yeah, yeah, I like that. Okay, so that's the big news. Do you want to go over the big films of the week, Phil? Sure. Um, yeah, well, the big one is, of course, Batman versus Superman, which I finally saw after. Was it as amazing as you hoped? <clears throat> no, okay. but it wasn't as horrible as I feared either. So that's something. It's um, just kind of there. Yeah, I mean, basically, if you saw the trailer mm-hmm. with Doomsday, then you know pretty well the plot up to the final fight, and you've seen like a few of the big hero shots in the final fight. So there's not really a need to get into a lot of plot description because everyone oh. kind of knows what this is about already. Um, and not to mention the fact that uh, first hour is just like so many different stories being thrown at you at once. And like, it's 
it's not that it's confusing. It's just like it's just too much. Like there's you know simultaneously like bat uh, you know Batman uh, Bruce Wayne was on the ground during the Man of Steel ending, so he's like skeptical about whether or not there should be a being like Superman. So he's like researching him and trying to figure out if he should be stopped. And mm-hmm. meanwhile, Clark Kent just found out about this Batman character in, in Gotham City that's next door to Metropolis, apparently. And uh, he's like, oh, I don't know if I care for this. That geography doesn't seem thing. to work to me. Yeah. And I don't know. That's what they did. It wasn't basically Gotham City, New York, and Metropolis, L.A.? Yeah, so I were they guess, on the other yeah. side of the country? Or Chicago. I always figured Metropolis was like Chicago. Oh, sure. Either way, they yeah. were not... They Literally. were not twin cities. No, certainly, no. they're not twin That's cities. That's a new thing. Yeah, that was just to facilitate easy travel between for both characters. Um, and then, yeah, Lex Luthor is he's kind of I really want to hear more Superman about thing. Lex Luthor yeah, here. Yeah, we'll get into that. Um, and then there's a government conspiracy, and people are researching the ship for Man of Steel, and Lois Lane is going around investigating uh, plot exposition and. Uh, Does yada, she have yada, any point yada. in being the movie? A lot of stuff. Uh, to clear things up when okay. things get confusing. That's pretty well it. Oh, and to cry. She cries a bunch. Oh, okay. um, and there's Wonder Woman. Which is such a shame because Amy Adams is such a great actress and it's a shame to waste her like that. Um, yeah, no, Wonder Woman's there. She's just kind of there. She's very tacked oh, Is on. Aquaman actually in the movie? Uh, very briefly, yes. Okay. Apparently, um, Lex Luthor has uh, not only discovered all the Justice League members, but he's given them symbols and names that will fit. <laughs> um, hey. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, Wonder Woman is part is very tacked on, tacked on, but I do have to say that uh, Gail Gadot was actually surprisingly good. Okay. Um, so I'm kind of looking forward to her, mo- her movie. I do hope that at some point they explain why this Amazonian princess has a French accent. I think that that's kind of <laughs> important that we get that, that we figure French that one out. Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, beyond that, um, yeah. So um, yeah, Lisa, you asked about Jesse Eisenberg as well. Yeah. That's probably the worst part of the movie. Oh, um, I'm so excited to hear about this. He gives a really horrible, like kind of manic, coked up, ridiculous <laughs> performance. It's like one of those old, like it reminded me of those old, like old '90s comic book movies where like actors like Tommy Lee Jones or whatever get signed on. Yeah. Like it's a comic book. Movie movie i gotta go as big <laughs> as i possibly can or it won't count um which i thought we were over particularly in this movie which is at least like 86 percent pouting <laughs> but no he's going big and broad and loud and it is so irritating and i guess it's kind of supposed to be irritating but huh and um yeah i just wish someone had told him to calm down at least once so yeah he's that that's probably the in terms of acting wise that's the most so is he one. kind of pulling off his mark zuckerberg a really manic mark zuckerberg just, yeah too much mark zuckerberg and also in a way we're like you know sure as an audience member when i hear a character's name lex Luthor, i'm like oh evil yeah but the characters in the film aren't supposed to all think he's evil and i don't know how they couldn't <laughs> based on his behavior but anyway so that's rough um uh, Henry Cavill is just sort of there as Superman. Weirdly, yeah, one thing I never expected to say about Batman versus Superman is there's not enough Superman. He's like, I don't even think he speaks a line. He has maybe three, four lines in the first, like, hour. It's weird. He's just kind of mostly doing montages, saving people. Everyone's being like, should he save people? I don't (laughs) know. And uh, oddly, but that being said, it's not all horrible. In fact, like, surprisingly, the best part is probably Ben Affleck's Batman. Um... Who he's actually he's actually quite good. I mean, like Batman. Um, I mean, we just talked about this before we recorded. So I'm sorry, I'm going to say the same thing again. It's but okay. <laughs> but uh, but but uh, yeah, like Batman. Even though he's like a psychologically complex character, as someone to play as an actor, it's not incredibly difficult. Yeah. yeah. Because he's yeah. mostly you know kind of quiet and brooding, and Ben Affleck can do that. That doesn't stretch him too much. And um, I liked how it felt for the first time, like. Because I really enjoy both Tim Burton and um, Christopher Nolan's yeah. version of the character, but in both instances, they just sort of went with that angle where like Bruce Wayne's just a mask. Like yeah. With, with um, Burton's, it was a very Burton thing of this is a guy who just doesn't know how to behave around people. Yeah. He just like pretends what he thinks a person's like. And then with Bale, it always felt like he just had to do it to keep up appearances. So no one yeah. was suspicious about the fact that uh, no one knew who this Batman character was, but Bruce Wayne was being real quiet and hiding all right. the time. Um, so like so this was the first time where it felt like uh yeah he sort of as both Bruce Wayne and Batman are sort of the same person even though it's a secret identity and he's sort of able to sort of do his thing yeah. he's like sort of help solve crimes as Bruce Wayne and Batman at the same time which oh, was yeah. fun to see for the first time um and also um in particular when he gets into fighting and beating yeah. bad guys and like hiding in the darkness it's really fantastic like it's and the first time like he, he can actually <coughs> move in the suit he actually seems like a threat. It really feels like getting to see and Batman fight. He, in a he way looks you never the biggest Batman I've ever seen. Yeah. He, he does. Yeah, yeah. he's huge. 
He does. That and suit like, looks like armor. Totally, yeah. yeah. And when like they first saw the image, I was like, is that going to work? When it is moving around, it does. And it's really? pretty solid. Yeah, and that's the thing with the movie in general and with Zack Snyder in general is that uh, storytelling is not really a skill he possesses. <laughs> but uh, in terms of like visuals and spectacle, like he is great. There's no denying he creates images that feel like gigantic comic book frames and really dramatic big ones. And... Uh, yeah, the way he shoots Batman's great. The, and the punchy, punchy, fighty, fighty stuff is normally, like, pretty fun. I can't pretend, even though, you know, as we've seen in the trailers, the Doomsday looked kind of like a troll from Harry Potter. Um, when you actually see Batman and Wonder Woman and Superman fighting together, I, I just enjoyed it. I can't pretend I didn't. I never <laughs> thought I'd see that happen. Yeah. Certainly not on that scale. I never, in my wildest dreams as a kid, thought that the biggest movies made in Hollywood that they would spend, like, literally like $300 million on, would have people shooting laser out of their face at each other. I never thought that would happen. But we're here, and it's exciting. Um, so, like, that stuff's fun. Um, weirdly, I'd say, though, the big, like, Superman-Batman fight is kind of disappointing mm. because yeah. it's not really the biggest fight because the biggest fight is the one involving Doomsday and the Trinity. So that one's mostly just them punching each other through walls at a church and throwing, like, sinks at each other. And it's fun, but it feels like a Fast and the Furious movie, except right. everything's so serious. And that's the big yeah. problem with it, is everything is too serious and mopey. It's ridiculous. Like, there's some bit, like <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of bits where, like, you know, they'll have, like, a general on the phone being like, Mr. President, Superman's flying around, and we don't know. You know, stuff like that. Yeah, I'm how like, do come you? on, guys. Yeah. This is ridiculous. <laughs> um, or, like, Superman had to go to, like, speak in, at a congressional right. hearing at one point, and he shows up in the courtroom with very serious movements. But it's like, Superman, he's got a cape and stuff. <laughs> like, and but I'm, like, supposed does, to be Does like, everyone see what's happening Yeah, but here? I'm supposed to be like, I can't wait to see what he says at this <laughs> deposition. You know what I mean? It's ridiculous. Um, and, then yeah, there's just too much. And, oh, yeah, and they do the origin again which god like, that I, I, I don't know how like, you how do you ha how does like, it happen and it starts with that and like admittedly there's some cool images but i'm just like really but come on <laughs> we know this how many times and they do know I, aside from imagery they don't do anything new to it no, it's exactly the same so and, and there are bits where is it filler is it it's the the intro yeah that's how it starts and it, like there are bits where it's even shots that because there were shots from uh the batman begins that were taken from comic book panels there's Snyder just uses them again. And you're just like, I've literally seen this. It's not just that I've wow. seen this. I've actually seen this specific image like four years ago. What's going on? Um, but yeah, and, and then the ultimate problem is just what everyone thought, which is that there's just too much going on in that they're trying to launch an entire universe worth yeah. of stuff. Like, in one movie. Yeah, like you, like you get the little glimpses of Aquaman and Cyborg and Flash, but it's like, it's not necessary. It's just because we got some movies to sell here, so let's sell them now. And I, there's no doubt in my mind that at one point there was a script that was just about Lex Luthor yeah. manipulating Batman and Superman to fight <clears throat> that, I'm not saying it was great, but it was at least like coherent. <laughs> and then they just kept adding more and more and more. It just gets exhausting. The movie's at least a half an hour too long, if not longer. And so, yeah, it's it's kind of a mess, but it's also, like, the same time this is a movie that's being sold entirely on getting to see Batman and Superman right. fight, and it is fun to see oh, yeah. them fight, and it huh? looks good. And, and I saw it in IMAX, and all, huge chunks of it are in the full-frame IMAX, wow, okay. and that stuff looks amazing. <coughs> so I think a lot of it's just expectation. Like oh, if yeah. you're looking for a great, like the ultimate version of Batman versus Superman, this is not it. But if you just, you know, want to go zone out and watch some superheroes punch each other, you could do worse, uh. I guess. So yeah, I almost wish it it were a disaster because that would be more fun to talk about. Yeah. Or but or obviously I wish it was great. Yeah, it just sort of sounds like happen. it's just meh. Exactly. It's just there. Yeah, and that's kind of. The ultimate bummer. I'm curious to see how it does. I feel like just because the spectacle is good enough, it'll I've probably heard make the run Here's back. the thing. People have seen, people that I know have seen it, or people online that have seen yeah. it, seem to love it. Yeah. And critics think it's the worst thing since, like... Oh, that's interesting. Who, who knows what? Yeah, it's it's been getting horrible scores on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, no, the like, amazingly bad. Just like really, at one point it was zero. Yeah, <laughs> it was a zero or oh, yeah, something. No, that's been brutal, yeah. and and those I do feel are too harsh. I'm surprised to hear that the fanboys are jumping on board because I didn't think that. No, was. no, fanboys are like, this is the best thing ever. I saw my favorite people. I, I'm Team Batman. That's I'm like surprising to hear, simply because like that same community was so harsh on Dark Knight Rises yeah. and yeah. picking apart plot holes. And this is so much worse for that specific <laughs> aspect. Maybe it was just it was a, a, a measure yeah. of like 
uh, quantity over quality, and as yeah, long as yeah. I saw everybody I wanted to see, I'm good. I guess, yeah. I don't know. That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, if a... it's just a checklist, like you'll certainly get all those checklists, <laughs> checks crossed, but it's not like great. And it also is just like kind of depressing to see. Yeah, okay, so this whole universe is as one note as I yeah. thought it would be. Mm -hmm. That's a bummer. I will say one thing though, which is that like right before um, they played the movie, uh, there was like an introduction from Zack Snyder where he was like. We'd really appreciate if you guys keep all the secrets secret still. And I was like, are you kidding me? You made that trailer. I saw yeah. everything. And But I got to admit, um, I, it, it does something very bold at the end that I did not think it would do. And it's kind of cheap in a way, but at the same time, it is a big moment that I think people will talk about. And I'm very impressed that they managed to keep it quiet until now. Granted, um, so if you're listening to this, it's at least Friday, so... You probably already know because that's how the internet works. <laughs> it's going to be ruined right away. But the fact that they even managed to keep it uh, this quiet, I was surprised. Oh, um, so there is at least one, yeah, one big surprising kind of ballsy thing that they do, and good for them for doing one thing. Yeah, um, it's something. Yeah. So <coughs> yeah, it's effort award. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's pretty mediocre. Um, but yeah, yeah. Like, you could maybe do worse. Yeah, you could totally do worse. And if you are, you know, if I hadn't seen it already. As skeptical as I was, I would feel like I had to see Batman fight Superman. That's fair, yeah. And I wouldn't, and I wouldn't have walked. I feel like you, I walked out of it with as many things that I liked as as many things as I would complain about, mm. and that's fine. I don't hate Zack <laughs> Snyder, but I also don't think he's a good director. I think he's an incredibly talented visual stylist. Yes, everything else a problem. I wish there was a way that he could like partner with someone that knew would, what they're doing. Who would do the script and talk to the actors. <laughs> and he would do it, and Snack Snyder could do everything else. Yeah. I think then he's great at action. Great His action films are action scenes are right out of the comics. Oh, fantastic! Everything oh, else is just a complete mess. He's just not super interested in like subtlety or story. <laughs> story, <laughs> yeah, or drama, or yeah, which is a shame. Character, mm -hmm. nah. most things that involved in a movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But fights are good. That's okay. why do they keep giving him all the movies? I think because he makes amazing dailies. They get oh. all excited when they see them. Like, this looks awesome. Yeah, wow. Exactly, yeah. Um, I see all the money they're spending. It's right here. Exactly, yeah. I think that probably is part of the reason why the studios like him so much, because the sort of the way they're looking at movies, he does kind of hit the right beats. Like, look um, at that and, scene. Yeah, and wow. He's clearly a team player, too, who's yeah. going to screw things up for the team. Um, but, but <laughs> so yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I actually do have two obviously dramatically smaller movies, because no big movie would be dumb enough to open against Batman versus <laughs> Superman. Um, that I want to talk about because they're really good. Um, one is called The Clan. Okay. It's an Argentinian uh, thriller comedy, kind of Coen Brothers-y, uh, Quentin Tarantino-y sort of thing. Yep. Uh, it's based on a true story about this family where the patriarch was sort of, I guess at that point, probably in his early 60s, he had, um, for the government just sort of changed over. It used to be a very corrupt military dictatorship. And during that era, he was sort of responsible for making people disappear. Okay. And then that era ended, and he was out of work. Um, but uh, didn't really have any other skills, so he just started kidnapping people and holding them for ransom to support his family. Okay. Um, and what was weird about that is he would actually hold them ransom in the house, so his like wife would prepare dinner for the family and make a plate to give to the ransom victim that they had for that while, and the kids would like do their homework and pretend there wasn't someone screaming in the next room. That's weird. And one of their sons actually like he started getting him to help, and like at one point kidnapped one of his friends, and very weird. Uh, very bizarre. Yeah, I've never seen anything quite like it. Um, and it's done in a very kind of, you know, sort of darkly, sort of slyly darkly comedic, but okay. also very shocking and dark way. Um, you know, it's one of those ones where it's fun until someone dies and then it's not fun. And it was very, very well done. If you like sort of crime thrillers and stuff, I was very impressed. And it has uh, an ending that's one of the craziest endings I've ever seen. And it's because it, it actually happened, which makes it even oh, weird. Okay. messed up. Wow. Where you're like, what? And then it stops, and you're like, Jesus, I gotta think about this now? <laughs> Holy crap. Um, so yeah, if you like that kind of crime movie thing, I can't recommend the client, client enough. It is a ton of fun. And then the other movie I want to talk about is The Lobster. Okay. Which is by a Greek filmmaker who made um, oh god, what was that one called? Um, oh, this is embarrassing. Uh, it was a film about uh, like a father who like uh, they kept who kept his children inside and like brought them up with a really warped sense of reality where like oh, yeah. taught them like cats were the most dangerous animal in the world so they have to bark like dogs when they arrived and like tried to get them to like fall in love with each other brother and sister what really creepy and weird and kind of dark and funny 
God, I can't believe I'm blanking on the name right now. It's a great film, though. Um, and it got, I think it got nominated yeah. for Oscars and stuff like that. Anyway, this is the first English language feature. Okay. And it stars, like, uh, Colin Farrell and Rachel Weisz and John C. Riley. And it's sort of about a world, sort of satirical uh, fantasy about a world where being single is outlawed. So if you're found as a single person, you're sent to a hotel with all the other singles. And you have 45 days to find a partner. And if you don't, you're surgically turned into an animal and released into the wild. What? And that's just how the world works. <coughs> so it's set with, like, Colin Farrell gets sent there and all these other people do. And everyone's excruciatingly awkward. And basically the way relationships work is you look for someone. Everyone's defined by one trait. And you look for someone else that has that same trait. And then you're good. Yeah. So, like, for example, Colin Farrell's nearsighted. So he's just looking for a girl that's nearsighted. <laughs> um, ben ben Weisha. Weisha. Mm. The guy who was the like new Q in the Bond movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, he uh, plays a guy with a limp, and there's one really funny exchange where like Colin Farrell goes up to him, he's like, "I saw a woman over there with a limp," and he's like, "Oh yeah, it's just just a sprained ankle," um, <laughs> <laughs> and stuff like that. And then so like while they're trying to like awkwardly meet each other, they're given all these lessons on how important it is to be in, cu- in a couple, and people get like punished for like John C. Reilly at one point gets his hand mashed in a off waffle iron because he was caught masturbating and. So it's a weird, twisted things like that. And then at a certain point, Colin Farrell leaves, and you discovered there's like a secret society of single people, and they live in the woods, and they camp out, and everyone's allowed to freely talk and everything, but like when they camp, they all like dig their own grave just in case they die, so no one else has to do it for them. What? And like, you're allowed to do everything except if you're caught like having sex with someone you're like immediately brutally punished that's that's the one thing that's not allowed in the single group <laughs> and uh while he's there um he finds out there's another woman who's, who's nearsighted she just has caught bad guys on so things get very complicated from there <laughs> and it's a really really like smart satire mm-hmm. on like love and relationships but very dark and very deadpanly funny and i was really impressed because like it was his first he wrote it too and his yeah. first time writing in the english language and I think by virtue of the fact it helps to like get a mostly British cast because if there is like a race of people that know how to do repression as comedy, yeah. it is the Brits. Yep. And if you're gonna have a token American, John C. Riley's your guy. So he cast it very perfectly. Right. Very, very funny, very dark, very thought provoking, very strange. Kinda like Black Mirror a little bit. Okay. I guess, yeah. If you enjoy Black Mirror, but probably even broader and funnier than okay. that. And yeah, anyway, if you like strange, weird, messed up movies. Can't recommend it. It's a great date night movie for messed up people. <laughs> they would love it. That sounds amazing. Um, yeah, no, I yeah. loved it. I think it's fantastic. So, yeah, definitely seek that out. And what's it called? The Lobster. lobster. The Lobster. Because that's what the animal that Colin Farrell wants to become. Because he, <laughs> he said because they're uh, blue-blooded like aristocrats and they say fertile all their life. <laughs> yeah. So, Fair enough. Yeah, check that out. That's I'm a sold. weird one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, those are both that and the clanner. Way better than Batman versus Superman. Fair enough. But you're gonna see that. So see Batman versus Superman, and then when you want to yeah. see a good movie, go see one of those. Fair enough. Um, so we want to go over what we've been playing. <coughs> You've been playing Quantum Break. Yeah, I just I, I threw in Quantum Break today. Um, I like it. Uh, I, I have to get the feel for it still. Um, it, it moves kind of a little bit. I feel like it moves a little bit wonky. Yeah. Um, the physics are pretty amazing. Uh, I spent like a good ten minutes. T- like one of the bodies I ended up. One of the guys I end up killing, I end up just sort of playing around with him and like pushing him around, and he moves around like a rag doll for a good ten minutes. But other than that, I mean, like, uh, okay, so um, let me get to the story for mm-hmm. those who don't know. It's essentially uh, uh, at a university, uh, Paul and I forgot. The, I'm forgetting the name. Jack. Paul and Jack. Okay. J- uh, uh, well, actually, it was it was Paul and his and his. Uh, Jack's brother were conducting time experience experiments. They've created this uh, this thing that can break rifts into time. Um, ja- uh, William, the brother, went missing, so Paul calls Jack in to help him with this experiment. Right, right. And uh, they can they they set the experiment in motion, and it works. Uh, they were able to send somebody back in time, uh, and. Uh, Suddenly, something goes wrong, breaks the whole thing. Paul and Jack end up with powers. Jack ends up with the power to stop time. Paul ends up with the power to move time forward. And uh, mm. it's, it's actually really fun. Like, so they become and, like buddies or mortal enemies? No, they're buddies. They're buddies. Okay. They were buddies from the beginning, at least at the, as far as I've gotten yeah. so far. I mean, I, I literally just played a little bit right. of it today. Um, there, But once the experiment went brutally wrong, all of this society is after them now. So all these people in shadowy 
shadowy SWAT team agents people, yeah. yeah are coming after them and uh, so right now uh, we're you, your your goal is to fi- uh, rescue your brother your brother William and uh, learn all your newfound powers so you have the ability to stop time uh, stop people in time uh, create shields for yourself and the t- the time mechanics so far a uh, lot of fun really really add to the game in uh, like all the different aspects that you can play for it. There's uh, little narratives that you have to look for to kind of expand the story. Um, yeah, it's, it was pretty pretty interesting to play, yeah. to be honest. Yeah, uh, I had an issue with the... I don't know if this is a thing. I don't play a lot of shooters, all no. right? So I'm going to be the first to say that, but there is one thing that really bothered me is that the, the, you're, the, you're, you're playing as a third person, but the third person is so far off to the left that it, it felt very awkward to kind of move them around is that yeah. a, is that is it a kind of like gears of war because that was looks kind of yeah yeah a little bit but i felt gears of war was at least he was a little more center so it felt like okay. you were moving him more center this one really feels like you're moving on an axis hmm. when you're moving around but i mean it's it's, it's actually it is but you get used to it really yeah. fast um the controls are pretty easy i mean uh it, it's it's a beautiful game yeah. i haven't gotten into the actual live action scenes where they're supposed to be focusing more on the villains and the you mean game like with actors live action? Oh, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. Like cool. act- oh yeah oh yeah i didn't even get into that part so like um i have to pull up names i'm really terrible with actor names but iceman uh the guy that played iceman the x-men movies movies or fringe you watch fringe yeah, I know yeah. what you mean, but I'm blank. I just can't think of his actual name. Yeah, I'm yeah, looking. Yeah, yeah. The right guy right that plays Littlefinger on. Right. Uh, I know what you mean. He's yeah. Canadian. I know that much. Yeah. So we've got uh, Sean name. Ashmore. That's it. He's yeah. Jack Joyce. He's the basically your main prota- uh, yeah. protagonist, and uh, Dominic Monaghan. Oh, cool. Is playing your brother William. Yeah, I like him. And Aiden Gillen is playing Paul Serene. Why do I know that name? Okay, so this guy it took me a few minutes to figure about. Yeah. Um, He's on Game of Thrones. Yeah. He's on, and I don't watch Game of he was uh, see, uh, he was Bill Wilson in The Dark Knight Rises. Oh yeah, that guy. Uh, yeah, he was in Game of Thrones. Which one's Bill Wilson in that? Uh, the executive. The, he was yeah. the, he was the CIA operative. Oh, that's it. Yeah, um, I'm sure I know him. Oh, he's also in The Wire. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that, so that guy. I'm sure I know him to see him. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, the voice acting's fun. It, it the only thing it feels like you're playing a TV show. Yeah. Like, it really does feel like it. Um, I can't wait for the live action parts because. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, the the gameplay really itself. It's cheap, like those old PlayStation games. That no, no, it, it, no, no. It's like, it's, yeah. it's beautiful. It's cool. Uncanny Valley is really throwing me yeah, on this yeah, one. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, uh, yeah, like, it, it really does feel like you're immersed in, uh, I don't know, a kind of heroes esque yeah. Yeah. TV show. Yeah, like fantasy action yeah. drama. So that's pretty great. You, you got to play around with it for a little bit. Yeah. What do you think? It it plays like an. It, it, you'd like Max Payne? Yeah. yeah. It's Love the same team that made Max Payne. Oh, so sweet. So there's some weird in-game story. But not Rockstar? Rockstar produced Max Payne. Remedy made Max Payne. Oh, I Payne. see. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, I love did you Max like, Payne. So you know in Max Payne it made no sense why time was stopping? Yeah. There's now a reason why time is stopping. Oh, I see. So it's like bullet time. That's how you're using that. Stuff. Yeah, kind of. Uh, yeah. it's, it's, it's like it's taking that and actually breaking it into different little yeah, there's different things. portions to it. Okay. So, so like, you have like one that is used specifically to protect you. Yeah. Uh, one that is used to uh, stop it at the source. Okay. So you can like you can yeah. you can walk around where everything else is frozen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like like the uh, no, only po- no, no, not uh, everything. You can, like only pieces of yeah. things are frozen. Like, yeah, 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 like the Quicksilver scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, So that, and then there's, you can jump through. Like you can jump through times. So you can like yeah, jump can, into things. You can yeah use it as a, sort of a t- uh, speeding. Although that mechanic is, you, get, you really have to be really careful. But yeah. that one is just yeah, you can leap away from things by stopping Sounds time. Fun. Or, it's really fun. Yeah. Uh, once like once you get used to it, it's it's really it's PC a, only or that's just the version no, you guys it's are available for. I'm playing it on Xbox. It's one. Xbox One yeah. and PC. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Um, it's Microsoft produced, so of course. It's oh yeah, 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 yeah. So that makes sense. And if you buy it on, if you pre-order it on Xbox One, you also get the PC version along with Alan Wake for both versions as well. Why would you want both versions? So if you play in PC sometimes, you play on the console the other times. Oh. Well, can you say, move your save? From both, I believe it's somehow linked somehow. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Just, uh, just the PC version weird. can be higher resolution, I guess. That seems weird. The Xbox One only runs at 920p, and the Xbox One runs at uh, the PC version runs at 1080p. Right. So I just, I've, never, I've never been in a point in my life where I'm like, it's not enough to be on one version. I, 
to have two two of these things right now. Yeah, I've I don't, done that. Anyway, it's not gonna not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Anything else? Uh, not really. I touched on the division. I only I've I've only gotten to the tutorial through it so far. Um. It's 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 a beautiful game. Yeah, that's the one I saw you playing. Yeah, before, I think, it's yeah. a lot of fun. I mean, right off the bat, it's a lot of fun. Cool. So, um, even even in the tutorial phase, I know that uh, from what I was seeing, there was some problems at the beginning. Uh, it, it looks like what I'm from what I, I mean. Again, I'm not far enough in it, but uh, I'll let you guys know next time I'm on. But mm. or you could read our review. Who's doing the review for Jake the division? Did the, Jake, Jake, yeah, yeah, Jake did the review for the division on this, on uh, CG Mag Online. Yep. And um, it's also in the magazine. It's also oh, it's also in the magazine. It is. Excellent. Delightful. Yeah. Woo. Delightful. So it's like it's totally worth playing. That cool. that one I I'm actually having a lot more fun with that one than Quantum Break. Mm-hmm. Quantum Break. Qu- but Quantum Break is only it's just yeah. like you play it for like twelve hours and you're done. It's one th- one day through. Uh, I I I maybe I can eight see, hours. I'm I making can see up time. Play, I no no I can see okay I can already see like a replay to get all the narratives if you don't get it the first time. Yeah sure. I mean. But it's even when, when you're looking for that, it seems pretty linear. And it doesn't really, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff it feels like it could add to it. Mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily. Uh, the time mechanics actually work more for narrative portions of the story than they do for actually uh, actual gameplay. Right. I was doing just fine playing without them, to be honest. So, But a, review of, a full but review of that yeah. will be up soon. We can't say when because we're not allowed saying, but it'll be going up soon. Cool, and I just want to say because if anyone, for anyone that cares, um, I checked what the other movie by the lobster guy was. Yeah, and it's Doc Two. Okay, so anyone's yeah. heard of Doc Two? Yeah, there you go. All right, uh, Phil, you've been that playing was anything? Bothering me? Um, not really. Um, the, I mean, not like, playing the new update to Star Wars Battlefront. Oh, I forgot. Oh, I will be playing. that. Hundred <laughs> percent, be playing that very soon. I'll be doing that. I'll give you a report on that next week. Um. No, like the only thing I've really been playing uh, is I'm still messing around with uh, Alien and Predator and Jason and Freddy and okay. combat. Yeah, and You're using yeah, the my, office com- my, <laughs> my, my dreams came true. We're getting to finally use those characters, uh, um, and I'm really hoping Nether Realm does an all horror fighting game. Yeah, fair Please do it. Okay, I'll be your best friend. Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, what have I been playing? What have you been playing? Uh, uh, I don't know. I've, I've been playing a bit more. Oh, oh uh, I've I've been playing um, Paragon. Okay. How's that? It's pretty. Yeah, it's yes, super it's pretty. Really pretty. It's a very pretty game. What genre? It's a MOBA. It's like a third-person action MOBA. Okay. Um, it's actually fun. Um, I'm I'm still getting into it. I'm only still doing like the tutorial type modes. Uh, but I got mm-hmm. into early access of that, and I've been playing around with it. Mm-hmm. It's re- it seems really easy to jump into. Yeah, like from what I was and fiddling around with. It, do you ever want ever play Unreal an Unreal game and say I wish there was more MOBA in this Unreal game? Yeah, yeah. This is the game. For that you. is, is game. that is the game for you. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So you're like, I really love this this Unreal tournament, but I really wish there was creeps and mm-hmm. towers and bases to take down. Yeah. If only there was that. Your dreams have come true. Yeah, your dreams are yeah. now, compl- and it looks it looks damn good. It looks nice. really pretty. Cool. So yeah. And that's if you buy the uh, like founders packs, you can play that right now. If not, you wait till it comes out. Nice. Like there's some microtransactions in it. I have not spent any money, mm-hmm. but I can see how you could pretty easily. Cool. Because there's car- like a card system where you basically you can just run in and kill things and just level up as you level up. But there's also a card system. So as you level up, there's two different levels. You have your card level and your base level. Your base levels, your skills, mm-hmm. your card levels. How many cards you can have active at one time? Cool. And cards give you special abilities, like they'll increase your running, they'll increase your firepower, they'll make it so you can heal yourself, things like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, if if you're like MOBAs, this is a MOBA, mm-hmm. and it's a fast-paced, easy to get into action MOBA. I also played a bit of Battleborn. Mm-hmm. Good times. How'd you like? I love Battleborn. It is really colorful. It's so mm-hmm. colorful, and it's so fun. Yeah, it's pretty neat. It's uh, really engaging, I, and it's a cover of our latest issue. That nice. does not t- tinge my judgment of it mm-hmm. at all, uh, but it actually it seems really cool. Uh, I'm playing it on the PC, cool, and it is, it is another damn pretty game. Nice, yeah. yeah oh, so I, I played it. When did I play it? PAX last year. Yeah, PAX last year. Yeah. yeah. Was yeah. It, no, no, it wasn't PAX. E3? Z, it was E3, it was and E3. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. I had I had such a blast playing it. It 
just yeah. re- really interesting characters, and they keep releasing more and more characters yeah. as they come out. That's the, the whole. It's kind of like yeah. there's a character. There's a character for every kind of style of yeah. gameplay, and, and that's, that's what I like. That's more like Team Fortress than it is like mm. mo- a MOBA. It's more of a catch the flag type thing. Yeah, yeah. They described it. They described it as like a. An amalgamation of all sorts of stuff, MOBA yeah. elements with RPG elements. It, it's it's fun. Yeah. Cool. It's, it's neat. It's really it's yeah, really sounds fun. fun. I recommend it to everybody. Yeah, yeah, it's well Absolutely. worth playing. Yeah. While I can't recommend a game this week, I can recommend a new disc that came out okay. with fun, senseless violence. Okay, what is it? And okay. that is uh, Blu-ray of uh, Invasion USA. Uh, which was my first ever Chuck Norris movie. Okay, oh, and it's nice. incredible. <laughs> it um, it's by the director of uh, Friday the Thirteenth: The Final Chapter. Woo! Um, and it is yeah, it's ba- it's I mean, as simple as it gets. A terrorist who might be German and might be Russian. It's very unclear. Mm. Decides he's going to attack America, so he goes to, through Miami. I'm not sure why, but he does. Did we talk about and, um, uh, Linda's fallen yet? Yeah, that was garbage. Okay, um, <laughs> but. Um, <clears throat> And uh, it's like a perfect plan, except he doesn't factor in that Chuck Norris happens to live just outside of uh, Miami, where he like well, where he drives around in that's a rocket first boat and stupidity. Ra- first mistake and wrestles alligators and hangs out with his pet uh, armadillo. Is he super who Christian? Makes him it? smile. Well, it's the only time he makes him smile, and mm-hmm. Chuck makes up for it later. He's mostly wearing all denim, which is great. Okay. And what? But the number one reason I recommend this movie. This was a Canon production. But this was at the peak of Canon Films, so it was when they actually had money to put into oh. these things. And it is probably <clears throat> the most ridiculously destructive 80s action movie I've ever seen. There's one point where they apparently found an uh, entire like suburban block that was being destroyed for an airport what? and told them they could blow up all the houses. So the guy <laughs> with a bazooka blows up like eight houses, and you see them all like together on fire. It's crazy. What? And there's another bit where like there was a section of a mall being demolished, so they let tr- uh, Chuck Norris drive a truck through the mall. Of course. Um, there's like tanks in the middle of the s- in the seat. Uh, Tom Savini did the makeup, so it's all gory and like pretty realistic, pretty realistically gory. Um, it has some amazing one-liners. Like at one point, Chuck Norris says, uh, it, "It says I'm going to give you so many rights, you're going to beg for a left." And uh, it, yeah, if you like movies like Commando and Cobra, this is a little mini masterpiece of stupid 80s action movies that I'm so glad I got to see in Blu-ray and optimal quality. And uh, also, uh, Shout Factory does fantastic special features because they do, they're not affiliated with any studio and they do them decades after the movies have been released. So everyone is incredibly honest and (laughs) say ridiculous things. So like, for example, um, there was one interview with the screenwriter we talked about wearing a Canon and he said like when they were at Canon that the producers of Canon would sell a movie based on a poster and a star with no story. What? Just call them up and be like, we're shooting in three weeks. (laughs) Give me a script. It's called American Ninja. Okay. And like with, with Invasion USA, they apparently like shot him and the, they called him up at the last week of shooting and flew him out because they were like, listen, we just put a rough cut together and it doesn't make sense. So can you please help us and just look at this and tell us what we can do to make the last half hour make sense? Um, it doesn't so that's make great. Sense. And there's another interview with like Tom Savini and then Greg Nicotero, who like is one of the main directors of Walking Dead and runs Can VFX. Yeah. He's become a huge makeup artist as well sort of them talking about their experiences and they barely talk about the movie at all they just talk about all the ridiculous things they were doing while they were making the movie like at one point (coughs) they had two legs made of gelatin for one effect that they as a joke left out by the pool at their hotel but then they forgot since it was miami and it was gelatin the legs just melted and like almost (laughs) like ruined the pool and they had to go clean it up themselves (laughs) and there's like another bit where like tom savini just had a newborn baby and he asked Greg Nicotero and his partner to watch the baby, and they were like twenty-two-year-old like metalheads. So they like just put the baby in the bathtub and went to work. And and uh, like the like hotel management started banging on the door because they're like, "There's a baby crying for hours. Like, have you guys not heard this baby?" And uh, stuff like it is priceless. So like, not only is the movie fantastic, but you get to hear all sorts of people being awkwardly honest about all the stupid things they did while they were making it. So. Yeah, I can't recommend that enough. Invasion USA for all your bad taste destruction needs. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. So we'll wrap up there. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at CG Mag Online. You can follow us on Facebook at Comics Gaming Magazine. And you can follow us on Instagram. Mm-hmm. 
Vine. And Vine. And Vine. We have a new oh, Vine channel. Oh, absolutely. And LinkedIn. Apparently, you can follow us on LinkedIn because for all those, yeah. for all those executives out there that need to follow us yeah. somewhere, I still get invited to LinkedIn once a month. It's nice. <laughs> yeah, and Brendan, stop inviting me to your LinkedIn. I don't want to join your LinkedIn. Uh, those are automatic, right? Yeah, you don't. Yeah. I don't personally because be, because I get invited by people I haven't talked to in like ten years, and I'll be like, really? You want me on LinkedIn? Not bad. Yeah, I, what, whatever bot is inviting me to yours has some real like space issues because I get one at least once a week. It must be. They must. It must. It's got to be. It's got to be like connected to other social media and yeah. tell how much you're in contact with this person. So like, you ha- I'm gonna yeah. have to message this guy because yeah. not you need me a per- yeah. professional connection somewhere. <laughs> Ridiculous. It's Ridiculous. such a. St- yeah. But anyway, we're on anyway. there, even though we hate it, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we all have our own personal uh, Facebooks and Twitters and all that. Yeah. But I'm not going to give you my personal Facebook, but I will give you my personal uh, <laughs> Twitter. Personal Facebook's your name. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you Find Brendan on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Be his friend. Yeah. Please don't. I, I don't want that. Um, so you can follow me on Twitter at bfry26. You can follow Phil on Twitter mm-hmm. at... At that Phil Brown. And you can follow Lisa on Twitter at... At Lisa Awesome. How do you spell awesome? A-W-S-O-M. There you go. Mm-hmm. It's not spelled like a regular thing. Because I'm, I, I, I was going to say because I'm that awesome, but I'm not <laughs> going to say that because that long played out joke. Too awesome for vowels? It's, I'm too awesome for vowels. Fair enough. Or E's, anyway. Yep. Okay, so, um, and we're still trying to make that ridiculous hashtag of get well mel yeah, trending. Yeah, get well yeah. mel. Two, two blue rays of San Andreas, I'm yeah. saying it. Not I stop. might throw in a copy of Pan, too. Oh, hey, this is getting crazy. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Uh, so for everyone here at CG Magazine, have a great weekend. Bye. Bye.